The thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Ose Yao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry in Kumase, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better, and impact their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory success and limitless prosperity god bless you as you listen knowing god through his word part four first corinthians chapter eight verse three we established from the very foundation of this teaching that loving god means knowing god can somebody say that Say it, loving God means knowing God. God. The Bible says, but if one loves God truly with affectionate reverence, may you love God with affectionate reverence. Prompt obedience, wow. And grateful recognition of his blessing. Do you understand the meaning of loving God? To love God means you have affectionate reverence for him. To love God means, truly means, you obey him promptly. To love God means you are grateful in your recognition of his blessings. Praise God. He said, if any man loves God like this, he is known by God, recognized as worthy of his intimacy and love, and is owned by him. May God own you truly. I said, may God own you truly. So we said that to love God is to know God and be known by God. Somebody said to love God God. is to know God and be known by God. First John chapter 4 verse 7 to 8. First John chapter 4 verse 7 to 8. This is what the scripture says. Amplify. He said, beloved, let us love one another for love springs from God and he who loves his fellow man is begotten, born of God. And is coming progressively to know and understand God, to perceive and recognize and get a better and clearer knowledge of him. Verse 8, he says, he who does not love has not been, become acquainted with God. Does not, never did know him, for God is love. May you know God. Amen. I said, may you know God. Amen. So when you are not in love, you are outside the knowledge of God. Knowing God begins with loving God and translating that love to your neighbor. That's where it begins from, knowing God. So we, we began by establishing the fact that to know God, we have to perceive the knowledge of God. Amen? Loving God means knowing God. And to know God, we must pursue what? The knowledge of God. How do we pursue the knowledge of God? We have to be students of our work. So, To know God properly, we have to know him through his word. There are diverse ways we know God. One vital way we know God is through his word. Somebody say through his word. And if you are going to know God through the word, we have to study the word habitually. Somebody say habitually. Say it habitually. Ask your neighbor, did you study the word today? Habitually. Habitually. That means you do it consistently. It's part and parcel of your life. You don't do it on and off. You don't do it conveniently. You do it consistently. Receive grace to study God's word consistently. So we need to study the word consistently. He said, all scripture. He said, and thou from a child has known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation. Praise God. Then number two, we said that if you are going to know God, we have to hear the word continuously. Somebody say, hear the word continuously. That's why we are here, and we are here every Tuesday, every Sunday to hear the word. Praise God. Because faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And it takes faith to know God. You know that? No man has seen God. So you need faith to know him. 
And faith comes by continuous hearing of the word of God. So you need to know, hear the word consistently, continuously. And then number three, which we want to zero in tonight. If you are going to know God via the word, then we must obey the word always. Somebody say, obey the word always. Oh, say it. Obey the word always. Say it like you mean it. Obey the word always. And that's our greeting for the year. We say, lovers of God, we do what? Lovers of God. Uh So, lovers of God, we keep his commandment. To keep his commandment is to do his will. To do his word. To bring the word to pass. Reality in your life. Look at what Amplified Version says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 3 to 5. 1 John. Are you there? Let's read it together. One go. And this is how we may descend daily by experience that we are coming to know him, to perceive If we keep, bear in mind, observe, practice his teachings, precepts, praise God. Verse 4. Whoever says, I know him, recognize him, understand him, I'm acquainted with him. Verse 5. But he who keeps treasures his word. I like that. Praise God. The verse 4. He says, whoever says, how many of us Say we know God. Oh, don't be a... <laughs> now you want to betray him like Peter. <laughs> Praise God. He said, whoever says I know him, I perceive him. Recognize, understand him, I'm acquainted with him. But fails to keep and obey his commandments and teachings is what? Yeah. I, may you not be a liar. Yeah. May you receive grace to obey God. Yeah. In the mighty name of Jesus. So there are many who claim to know God. But the critical proof that you know God is obedience. Is what? Obedience, obedience is key. Look at John chapter 8 verse 55. John chapter 8 verse 55. Yet you do not know him or recognize him or and are not acquainted with him. Why? But I know him. If I should say that I do not know him, I would be a liar like you. But I know him and keep his word, obey his teachings, and faithful to his message. Praise God. So the moment we talk about the knowledge of God, we are not talking about head knowledge. We are talking about experiential knowledge. That which is manifested in our lives. Praise God. You don't go to work and tell your people you are a Christian and then you lie from the corner of your mouth. Praise God. It is not a true reflection of a Christian who knows God. The one who knows God for real obeys his teaching. Receive grace to obey God. I said receive grace to obey God. Please understand that a lifestyle of obedience is a critical proof of our knowledge of God. The Bible said in the book of Titus, he says in, in the book of Timothy, he said they profess to know God. They confess to know God, but in works they deny him, being abominable and unto every good work reprobate. We shall not be reprobate on good works. In the mighty name of Jesus. But what does it mean to obey God? What's obedience? Number one, obedience is doing God's way in God's way. Somebody say doing God's will. In God's way. Doing God's will in God's way. Obedience is doing God's will in God's way. John chapter 6 verse 38. He said, I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that was sent me. I came not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. I came down from heaven not to do my own will. 
May we not live on earth doing our own will. I said, may you not live on earth doing your own will. May you not walk in that hospital doing your own will. May you not walk in that shop doing your own will. He said, I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. Praise God. Obedience is doing God's will, God's way. Many don't know that. So sometimes we are doing the will of God, but we are not doing it his way. It's, it's, it's as bad as disobedience itself. Praise God. Let's look at how this translates. First Samuel chapter 15, verse 1 to 9. First Samuel chapter 15. One man thought he had done the will of God. One day Samuel said to Saul, it was the Lord who told me to anoint you as a king of his people, Israel. Now listen to the message from the Lord. Read verse 2 together. This is what the Lord of heaven's army had. I have decided to settle accounts for the nation. May God settle accounts with anyone opposing you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Your bosses opposing you, may God settle accounts with them. Family demons opposing you, may God settle accounts with them. In the mighty name of Jesus. Sicknesses opposing your health, may God settle accounts with them. Verse 3, let's go. Now go and completely destroy the entire. No, 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 no. You didn't read it well. Praise God. Let's go. One go. Now go and completely destroy the nation. Good. Men, women, children, cattle. It doesn't look like the merciful God at all. Praise God. But when God gets, it means that when God gets ready to pass judgment on those who oppose you, nobody is spared. Praise God. And none of your opposers shall be spared. No satanic force opposing this commission shall be spared. And this year of loving God, God will stampede our enemies. In the mighty name of Jesus. So go and annihilate everyone. So, so mobilize his army. Atalim. There were 200,000 soldiers from Israel and 10,000 men from Judah. Verse 5, let's go. Then Saul and his army went to a town of the Amalekites. Good. Move the Amalekites lay. Or you will die with them. May you move away from somewhere where somebody is about to die. Because sometimes people die prematurely because they went to sit at a place somebody who is about to die sits. Praise God. Somebody has been sold by witchcraft and they have marked a certain bus to kill him. Then you go and sit down in that bus wrongly. Praise God. May the Holy Ghost move you away. Praise God. Move away so that you don't die with them. You will not die with your enemies. For you showed kindness to all the people of Israel when they came out from Egypt. So the Canaanites packed up and left. Look at verse 7. Let's go. Then Saul slaughtered. East of Egypt, verse 8. He captured. Uh-huh. Can you see the discrimination? Look at verse 9. Is that not how most of the time we live our lives? We keep the best for ourselves. We present the worthless to God. Praise God. The best of the time. Somebody will not serve God in his youth. When he's about dying, he said, Jesus, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I beg your pardon. God does not need that sick body. Praise God. That's why I said rejoice. Remember thy creator in the days of what? Of thy youth. Most of the time we prefer to keep the best for ourselves. We pretend we have obeyed God. 
We take the greater and the best part that we keep it to ourselves. Then the rest, we hand over to God. Praise God. That's what Saul did. The ones of poor quality, he handed over to God. Did he do the will of God? Yes. Did he do it God's way? No. Praise God. The will of God says, go to the Amalekite, destroy all of them. He went, but destroyed some of them. Praise God. Some of them. Some of them. Until we do God's will in God's way, we can never assess God's blessings. We need to understand that. There are a lot of people who are, sometimes people say, serving God does not pay. Really? Then what what else will pay? Praise God. If serving God does not pay, I don't know what else will pay. In fact, nothing pays as much as serving God. The only challenge is that for most people, they don't serve him the way it ought to be served. He ought ought to be served. Praise God. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 tells us, doing God's will, God's way. He said, therefore, my beloved brethren, be firm, steadfast, immovable, always. Somebody say always. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Always being superior, excelling, doing more than enough in the service of the Lord. You do more in your office than you do in church. Then when you finish, he says serving God does not pay. Praise God. Yeah. Because office gives you extra bonus for every extra hour, you can commit more there. When you come to church, the little work that is even handed over you to you, you do it sharply. Then you say serving God does not pay. You see, God knows better than you. Praise God. Doing God's will, God's way. Always guarantees blessing. Doing God's will, God's way. Doing God's will. He says, knowing and being continually aware that your labor in the Lord is not fully wasted or to no purpose. What kind of labor does God return? The one that is what? Excelling. That is more than enough. Praise God. Doing God's will, God's way. I like Ephesians chapter 6, verse 7, 6 to 7. Ephesians 6, 6 to 7. Amazing. Ephesians 6. The King James says, Servants, be obedient to them that we are your masters according to the flesh. Not with what? Oh, say it. Not with what? Not here. To, he gives us another condition. How it gets. Not with eye service as men pleases. Go, oh, we are verse 6, please. Not with eye service as men pleases, but as servants of Christ. Doing the will of God from where? From where? Sometimes you have to ask yourself, where am I singing from? Praise God. Where am I praying from? Before you say serving God does not pay, ask, where am I doing this? Where am I ushering from? Am I doing it to be seen or am I doing it from my heart? Where am I giving from? You come to check, God told you, sign a check of a thousand. You say, no, nobody's doing a fundraising. I will not be known. <laughs> the Bible said, doing the will of the Lord from your... It's so easy to do things for people to see you. Praise God. He said, doing the will of the Lord from your heart. Doing the will of the Lord. So, there is a way we do his will in order to receive the returns. For instance, giving. God loves givers, but he loves cheerful givers. Praise God. Yeah. So it's not just giving. I've been giving and giving and giving and giving. I am not seeing any return. The question is, how have you been giving? How do you give it? You give only to go home and complain. I gave my, my whole salary as first fruit. I'm not seeing anything. You see, you see, you don't understand the dynamics. Praise God. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Doing the will of the Lord from your heart. Then he says, verse 7, with good will. Someone say, with good will. Yeah, verse 7, Ephesians 6, 7. With good will, with good will doing service as to the Lord, not to man. How are you working in the place you are working? Praise God. There are some people, they are working at places. They wish that the company will collapse. 
because the boss is doing them something they don't like. That's not good will. Praise God. The Bible says, wherever you are doing, do it with what? Good will. Doing the will of the Lord. With good will, doing service. So most times people are doing service, but not with good will. As long as a person is not the choir leader, he wishes that the choir will collapse so that they will say, oh, that girl, we said it, she has a problem. Praise God. So all their disposition and attitude, that is not good will. No wonder you've been doing it and nothing is showing. Praise God. The book of Malachi, he said, you have said it is vain to serve God. God said, no, 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 no. It's never vain to serve God. Satan checked Job out, who was serving God with a pure heart, and realized that, no, it is profitable to serve God. Check him out and say, ah, look at what you have done to Job. You have, you have empowered him so much. Why? Because he was doing it well. I pray that tonight and from this moment, grace to do the will of God acceptably will rest upon you. Very important. I tell people all the time, this thing, you are either in it or you are out of it. Praise God. Because nobody will pay in the natural. So if you don't position yourself to get the blessing, which is superior to any pay you can get, you are actually joking. Praise God. What I do as a pastor, nobody can pay me for it. Praise God. It's only God who can bless me. And the blessing is showing. Praise God. No, no, no. When the blessing comes, it makes you an envy. Praise God. Any natural man will not pay you above himself. Am I communicating here? Only God can pay you because he owns all things. The earth is a loss and the fullness thereof. No matter how much he gives you, he never loses anything. Everything belongs to him. But everything you are doing is to be said well done. You are doing it so that they will tell you well done. And when the well done does not come, you even get offended. Uh, we have been doing it. We've been singing. Nobody even acknowledges us. We'll be honest. Nobody sees us. You know what? <laughs> That's why probably you are not. You see, men are seeing. You want men to see you. So God takes his eyes off you. Praise God. Somebody say obedience. obedience. Doing the will of God, God's way. Number two, obedience is hearing and putting God's word to work in your life. Somebody say hearing. Yes. Say hearing. Yes. And putting God's word to work in your life. James 1, 25 to 25. 21 to 25. He said, wherefore laying apart, lay apart of filthiness and superfluity of Naughtiness and receive reward, meekness, the engrafted word which is able to what? save your soul. Verse 2. Then he says, Be but be you what? Doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own. Look at verse 3 23. For if any be what? A hearer of the word and not a doer, he is. Beholding his natural face in a glass. Verse 24. For he beholded himself and goeth his way and straightway. Uh-huh. Look at verse 25. Let's go together. One go. But whoso looketh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Shall be blessed in it. Who will be blessing is he? The doer of the work. Somebody said the doer of the work. The doer of the work. Every time we hear God's word, we are giving work to do. Sunday morning, you receive homework. Praise God. Every time the word of God comes to you. This month, God has been speaking to us on the family. A lot has been said from God's word. Shared from God's word. It is our responsibility to go back work with it. And until you work with it, the blessing can never flow. Praise God. He said, this man who is a doer of the work, there are people who hear it, but there are those who do it. And those who do it experience a blessing. So when we talk about obedience, obedience is putting the word you have received to work in your life. Praise God. Yeah. The Bible says, anger rests in the bosom of fools. So you must put it to work in your life. 
You don't express your anger as a child of God like a fool. Praise God. The Bible says that if God is to mark iniquity, nobody stands. That means that stop demanding perfection from people. Praise God. Because you yourself, if God brings his scale on you, you will fall. Praise God. You you will not. Maybe when we compare you to your classmates, you are better off. But when we compare you to God, you don't go anywhere. So humble yourself and find your level. Turn to your neighbor and say, humble yourself and find your level. Three key lessons from obedience from the life of Christ. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 12. Philippians 2, verse 5 to 12. The Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Have this mindset. Who being in the form of God, taught it no robbery to be equal with who? God. Verse 7. But made himself of no what? Reputation. And took upon him the form of what? And was made in the likeness and being found in a fashion as. What did he do? What did he do? Even the death on the cross. Wherefore, God also had. Or read it. Please look on the screen and read. Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. Now look at verse 4. He says, wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed. So the whole essence is that Jesus has obeyed. Now you must learn from his example of obedience. He says, beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now, now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. As you have always obeyed. As you have always obeyed. Three Lessons critical we see from here. One, obedience is a choice. Somebody say obedience is a choice. choice. That's why a lot of people can hear the same message. That message will change others, other people too. It looks as if they've not even heard it before. Because it's a choice. You choose. You choose. Praise God. You choose. The message of humility can go. Another one person sees himself as the most humble. Praise God. The other person sees himself like the, the publican and the, the gentleman who went to the temple of God to pray. The Pharisee. The Pharisee said, look at me here. I'm not like the publican. I fast twice a week. I give my tithes. I give alms to the poor. I am as holy as ever. The other gentleman looked there and said, Lord, if I look at your holiness and my holiness, the gap is too wide. Have mercy on me, a sinner. Immediately, the Bible said, the one who asked for mercy went justified. And then the other one who felt justified was annihilated from God's presence. He said, whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased, and whosoever shall abase himself shall be exalted. Praise God. So the same message. Most of the time, people are like, like, how come, how come? No, I know why. Praise God. I know why. Sometimes the same advice. You can give it to one person. He will go and bring good results. The same advice was given to another person. And it didn't work in his case. Praise God. Same advice. Couples are having problems. You share the same thing with one. They work with it. It saves the marriage. Another one. They will be hearing. But they are, they are not. They, you know, their minds are already decided. They know what they want to do. But just for protocol sake, let me just tell pastor. So that when he hears... He will not feel offended or something. So, their mind are already made up. So, <laughs> praise God. Hallelujah. Obedience is a choice. Is what? Choice. We can teach you about tithe. We can't force you to tithe. Praise God. Hallelujah. Teach you about first food. Nobody can force you to do it. Obedience is a choice. It's a choice. The Bible says, I've said before thee, life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life that thou and thy seed may live. In other words, Choices are everyone's, uh, uh, everyone has the freedom to make a choice. But the choices you make affect you. Praise God. If you choose to obey the word of God, better for you. But if you choose to let go of the word of God, I'm telling you, you will suffer for it. Praise God. 
you, you, you will pay the penalty for it. And usually it's very catastrophic. May God deliver us. Amen. Number two, obedience can be very costly. It can be what? Very it can be costly. That's why most of the time people will opt out for uh, disobedience. They will opt for disobedience rather than obedience. Joseph, sleep with me so that I become the Lord of this house. I won't do it. And when you decided not to do it, rather, you are jailed, you are, you, are, you, are, you are sanctioned into prison, you are described as a rapist, jailed, your name is in the, all the newspapers. I mean, I thought I made the right choice. But the right choice seemed to have brought him bad results. But it was only for a temporal season. Praise God. People looked at him, they mocked him, they said, ah, you have made the silliest of decisions. How could you do such a thing? When she, you, were, you had the opportunity to become the lord of the house, you abuse it. I'm sure some of his friends he shared it with really made a fool out of him. We've not seen, we didn't know you were this foolish. Praise God. Everybody is doing it in this office. What is this money? This check. If you say, is it your money? Is it not government money? We are all chopping some. The ministers are chopping some. When we chop some, what? You'll be there. Be fooling yourself. Praise God. Listen. You can chop some. Ghana will not know it, but God will judge you for it. Am I communicating here? You don't, you don't, you don't. It can be costly. When Jesus responded to the call, who shall I send? He said, I'm here. Send me and I will go. When he responded to the call, he didn't know the details. When he came face to face with the details, he began to pray. Father, if it be possible, let this car pass over me. It's not easy. Listen, for him, it was not easy. Neither will it be easy for you. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you are holding your tight at the time things are very tight for you. That's where you know whether you truly love God and you obey him or not. Praise God. Sometimes you can even give your first fruit. As soon as you finish, then you are fired from your job. Praise God. Yeah. I thought when I give my first fruits, all things should be well. <laughs> Obedience can be costly. Praise God. It can be what? It can be costly. Jesus didn't enjoy the cross. Oh, you've not read that. He didn't enjoy, No, no, no. He didn't enjoy it at all. According to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, the Bible says, Wherefore seeing, Hebrews 12, verse 1 to 3, King James, Wherefore seeing, we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin we do so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race set before us. Looking unto Jesus, verse 12, 2, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured did what? He did what? He enjoyed their cross. Is that what he says? He enjoyed it. He was dancing his way to the cross. He was singing his way to the cross. He endured it. He endured it. And all of us have our crosses. Praise God. He said, if any man will not take up his cross and follow me, he's not worthy of me. So you have your cross. Praise God. Endured the cross. But listen. Obedience is a choice. Obedience can be costly, but obedience is richly rewarding. Praise God. From Philippians, we see that obedience is also richly rewarding. Somebody say richly rewarding. And in this year of loving God, if truly we keep his commandment, it will not just be a literal chorus on your lips, but it will be a practical application to your life where you commit yourself to practically keeping the commandment of God. This year, God will decorate your life with great rewards. He will decorate your life with amazing rewards. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amazing reward. Richly rewarding. Somebody say richly rewarding. Richly, 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 richly. The Bible said, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. When you look at verse 8, it says, Wherefore God also, verse 9, Wherefore God also had highly exalted him. Highly exalted him. After he became obedient unto death, he was highly exalted. When he became obedient unto death, was he highly humiliated? 
When Joseph decided, I won't do it, was he highly humiliated? You can't obey God and go down. Praise God. Anything that looks like a go down or a nose dive is only for a short time. God is not a man that you should lie. Neither the son of man that is repent. Had he said it and shall he not do it? Had he spoken it and shall he not make it go? Praise God. The Bible said, if you be willing and obedient, you eat the good of a land. He didn't say, if you are willing and obedient, you will suffer. Praise God. Job 36 verse 11. He said, if we obey and serve him, we shall spend our days in what? Prosperity and their years in pleasure. May grace to obey God come upon someone. Listen, I don't care what it feels like. We live in a world where a lot of people profess Christianity, but few really practice it. Praise God. And the reason why is that nobody wants to pay the price for it. Everybody wants to drive Mercedes. Not everybody wants to service Mercedes. Praise God. You drive it one week, you go for one service, they give you the chart. Woo! I think I want to sell this car now. Praise God. Why? They said the parts are expensive. That's why it also drives nicely. Praise God. Am I communicating here? You need to to get it. There is no free lunch anywhere. Not in the Christian door. No free lunch. He said if they obey and serve him, they will spend their days in prosperity. After you have gone through the process, God always guarantees the product. Most of the time, we want the product without the process. <laughs> that much, I guarantee you won't get it. Praise God. Amen. Obedience is richly rewarded. Somebody say richly rewarded. Say richly rewarded. So how, what are some of the things, how can we boost our obedience? Because it can be costly. Praise God. Hallelujah. If it's costly, it means that we need to know how we can boost a lifestyle obedience. There are things that boost a lifestyle obedience. It makes it easier for you to obey God. Praise God. There are things that makes it easier for you to obey God, and I call them boosters of obedience. Praise God. Boosters. Boosters. One of them is reverence for God. Somebody say reverence. Reverence for God, or what Hebrew says, godly fear. Reverence for God. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28. He said, Wherefore, seeing that we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us receive, have grace that we may serve God acceptably with reverence and what? Godly fear. Somebody say, Reverence and godly fear. Reverence and godly fear. I tell you, when reverence and godly fear is with you, you obey God anywhere. That was the reason why Joseph would not compromise, though nobody was there. Nobody was there to see him. Nobody was there to mark him. But he said, I won't do this because I fear God. I won't do this because what? I fear God. When you are in the hotel room alone, what happens? For his God. When your wife travels and you are all by yourself at home, what happens? For his God. When you get to the office and you check here, Check there. Lights are off. The CCT cameras are off. And money is at your disposal. And your creditors are after you. Praise God. What will you do when you can just dump your hand into it? And off you go. Nobody ever finds out. Godly fear. Somebody say godly fear. You see, godly fear is, you see, there is bad fear and there is good fear. Godly fear is good fear. The fear that because God sees you wouldn't do it. Your respect for God. It's not that you can do it. Maybe you are smarter. Your signature is even more crooked. Praise God. But you won't do it because you fear God. Obedience. Psalm 112 verse 1. The Bible said, blessed, praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord. That delighted greatly in his commandment. When you fear God, you are naturally moved to obey him. Praise God. You are naturally moved to obey him. There's no way you can eat your tithe when you fear God. Praise God. You can't. You can't. You won't present half of the seed as a first fruit. What you know is one quarter. Like uh, uh, this man. What's his name? Ananas. Ananas. He said, this is all. God said, huh? The Holy Spirit is matter. I know it. Praise God. Now he may not kill you physically. 
But the sacrifice is cursed, so the reward will not come. Praise God. So it's either you keep all, or you don't bring it at all. Praise God. He delight greatly in his commandment. Look at Abraham. Do you know Abraham obeyed God because of his fear for God? He's, Take now your son, your only son, whom thou loveth. Go and offer him as a sacrifice. Genesis 22, verse 1 and 2. The Bible says, Abraham went. He went. Verse 3. Verse 3. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and went. Now look at verse 12 with me. 12. We see there. 12, 12, 12. And on the third, 12, please. Verse 12. And he said, Lay not thy hand upon the Lord, neither do thou anything unto you. For now I know that what? You fear me. I know now you fear me. You see, <laughs> there are times God is watching out to see whether you fear him. Wow. Praise God. It's amazing. It's amazing. You have been telling him, Lord, I fear you. Lord, I love you. God said, I'm watching you. That day will come. When you, are, you really have a fine opportunity to prove it. And I pray that this message will remind you. Amen. When that time comes, may you not betray your fear for God. I fear God. I fear God. I fear God. It was the same with Noah. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 7. The Bible said by faith, Noah being one of things not seen as yet. The things Noah was one of, give me King James. He was one of things not seen as yet. It had never happened before. Nobody had ever done it. Yet, he moved with what? Fear. He moved to obey God with fear. His reverence for God. Praise God. If you are going to obey God, listen. Human beings will not always be there. Pastor will not always be there. Your friends will not always be there. But God is always there. And your fear of God can keep you in the path of obedience at all times. Praise God. Praise God. The fear of God is what this grace, grace, grace oriented generation has lost. Praise God. We have become so gracious that we have lost our respect for God. When we talk about fear of God, we are talking about respect for God. You see? Faith that you respect me. So when I'm seated, there are things you won't do. Praise God. Somebody can say some nasty thing to you because of your respect for me. If I'm in your car and somebody drive past and he insults you on top, please, will you give it to him? <laughs> you will not. Why? The fear of your pastor, your reverence for your pastor. How much more if you are conscious of God's fear? Praise God. Number two is humility. Second booster of obedience is humility. You know why people don't obey the word of God? Because they think they know better than God. Praise God. Yeah. They always think they know better than God. Every time you disobey God, what you are saying, V, is that you are smarter. God is foolish. Praise God. Yeah, that's what we are saying. God, you are smart. I'm smarter. You are foolish. The Bible said Jesus humbled himself. And became what? Obedient. Without humility, obedience will be impossible. Because you see, sometimes God will ask you to do things that you don't like to do. When you do them, it looks in the natural like you are foolish. And you don't want to be seen as foolish. And the word of God says, if you are bringing your, your sacrifice to the altar, and you remember that somebody has done something against you, drop your gift. Go back to the person and then reconcile. That's the word of God. That's the word of God. But your human pride will tell you no. Yes, I'll be a man of also. Yeah. I didn't think I was a man of yes, sir. Yeah. That's what your natural sense will tell you. So it can be your husband. And for three days you are not talking to him because you are waiting for him to come. Oh, and if that husband is anointed by the demon that arrested Pharaoh, and his heart is hardened, and he will not give up, the marriage is on the rocks. Praise God. Simply on the rocks. Simply on the rocks. Listen, Christianity is not for babies, oh. No, 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 no. Have to grow up. Grow up. Humility 
humility. Humility. Listen, it takes real humility to obey God. Real humility. Why? Because his thoughts are higher than your thoughts. His ways are higher than your ways. It takes humility. 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 One of the main reasons why a lot of people can't walk in obedience is because they don't. You see, a humble person judges God to be right in all he says. So they are open to obey anything God says. But an arrogant person reasons it out. Ah, even natural sense tells you something different. That man almost lost his healing because of pride. Because of what? Pride. They say, go and wash in the pool. Say, ah, yeah, yeah. How dare you? Do you know my background? Praise God. Do you know the school I attended? Do you know me? Do you know my rank in the army? The young lady said, well, the servants that came with you, he said, if this man had told you to do something very hard, wouldn't you have done it? And most of the time, that's how Christians are. Christians who will not go the right way, they will always be told hard things by fake prophets. I'm telling you. Fake prophets will always tell them something very hard. Sweep the streets. <laughs> At a certain time of the night, naked. If you just sweep the streets and guy, and then. At a certain time of the night, naked. Met one young graduate who was told to do something like that. Somewhere in Tema. Sweet the streets. <laughs> Praise God. My name is Azum Lion. Azum Lion cried, don't do it at night. Praise God. Obedience. Obedience. Humility. 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 The third booster of obedience, faith. Somebody say faith. Oh, say faith. You always, because you see, what God will usually ask you to do, you have to do it by faith. Because anything that is not of faith is sin before God. So everything that will arrest God's attention has to be a product of faith. Faith. The Bible said by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go to a place where he shall later receive an inheritance, he went not knowing where he was going, obeyed without knowing where he was going. Nobody wants to feel insecure. Praise God. All of us, we want to be very, very secure in our own way. Everything we are doing, we want to be sure. Plan and calculate. Everything is perfect. If you want to walk with God, you don't walk with God like that. Praise God. Some of you want to have 100,000 CDs in your, uh, 100,000 Ghana CDs in your account. That's why you can't build your house. Praise God. Start with the 1,000 and be buying the blocks more small. Am I complicating? Yeah, that's all. He said he went not knowing where he was going. He didn't know how it would happen, but he went. When God told him to offer Isaac, you don't offer Isaac with your naked eye. No, no, no. Isaac, dear, you need faith eyes. You need what? Faith. No, 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 no. One, the Isaac is the way he even came. You cried, he didn't have faith enough to receive him. Praise God. Because biologically, you didn't have the capacity to do it. Medically, you were certified incapable. Naturally, you were disqualified fully. Praise God. Everything pointed that you don't have what it takes. Then faith came in, and because faith is a supernatural energizer, it energized every part of your being. Energize the old man, energize the old woman's womb, and then faith stimulated everything. Everything came alive. Praise God. And then, when this thing happened, they say, hey, at last we have our child. We are finished. I can imagine labor pangs on uh, Sarah. An old woman, when young women are even in labor, and they tell them to push, it's not small. So by the time they tell a woman who retired into uh, uh, zero post and who was called into active service, then now they tell her, push, I can imagine. No wonder Abraham could not tell her before he took Isaac to go and sacrifice. Praise God. But you know why Abraham did it? The Bible said Abraham believed that God could raise him from the dead. Praise God. Abraham believed. Why can you not do what God is instructing you to do? Because you don't believe it. You don't believe it. If I give my whole man salary, what will I eat? 
Praise God. You can't believe that. So, Abraham offered and God came through. Praise God. Listen, God never told Abraham he had a ram in the wilderness. Praise God. He never told him. He just told him, I want Isaac. Go and sacrifice Isaac. When he did it from his heart, and said, no, don't do it again. Now I know you fear me. You do just anything for me. Abraham, your love for me is genuine. All this, I love you, Lord. I lift my voice. I know many of them is fake. But Abraham, what you have done today, I'm more than convinced. Your own is true. Praise God. So God concluded, he said, surely in blessing our blessing, and multiplying our multiplying. That's why in almost all the religions of the world, Abraham's name is celebrated. In this are all of the nations of the earth be blessed. Am I communicating here tonight? Listen, obedience will always set you apart. Praise God. Obedience. Obedience. In the little things, in the big things, will always set you apart. Faith. You need faith. Somebody say faith. Say, I need faith. Obedience, number four, willingness to sacrifice. The fourth booster of obedience and willingness to what? Sacrifice. Willingness to give up. Willingness to give up. Sometimes we give up our rights. Man of God, you are the one who the person has offended. You have the right to demand an apology. But because you want to obey God, you decide to give up your rights. Praise God. You are the man. Your wife insulted. So it's only natural that she should come and apologize. But if she is not ready to do it, because you want to obey the word of God that says, blessed are the peacemakers, you decide that, oh, let me swallow my, my, my pride. Go back to the same one and say, I'm sorry for whatever happened. Praise God. Hallelujah. You look like a fool. Is that not how you look like? But I'm telling you, if Christians will be ready to look like fools, our marriages will work. But we are too wise until we have become very foolish. Praise God. We lose people we love and we think we are wise. Praise God. We lose them. We lose them. In the stubbornness of our hearts, then later on when we are lying alone, lonely in our bed at night, we begin to complain. You better repent. Praise God. Obedience. Somebody say obedience. obedience. Say obedience. obedience. Willingness to sacrifice. Willingness. You know, that's what made Jesus. When you look at uh, Philippians 2, Amplified Version, 5 to 7. Jesus gave up. 5 to 7, Amplified. Philippians 2, 5 to 7. Let this same attitude and purpose of mine, humble be in you, which was also in Christ. Let him be your example in humility. Verse 6. He said, who, although being essentially one with God, they sacrifice, and in the form of God, possessing the fullness of the attributes which make God God, not, did not think this equality with God was anything to be eagerly grasped or retained. He gave it up. But stripped himself. Praise God. He what? Stripped himself. You are too cocky because you don't want to strip yourself of anything. You don't want to lose. No wonder you are not gaining anything. Praise God. Yeah. <laughs> Apostle Paul said, the things that were counted to me again, as gain, I counted them as dunk. And he died a very old man. Because when you give up easily, you live very long. Most of the time, if you learn to give up easily, give up, give up, unnecessary tension, give it up, give up. To go up, you must learn to give up. Praise God. If you want to hold on to things, you'll be stagnated in life. Praise God. Stripped himself of everything. And yet, God gave him everything back. Praise God. John chapter 12, verse 24. It says, except a corn of wheat fall to the ground and dies. It abides alone. John 12, 24. Except a corn of wheat fall to the ground and die. Except a corn of wheat fall to the ground and die. John 12, 24, King James, except a corn of wheat fall to the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it dies, it brings forth what? Much fruit. Sacrifice will always bring you great returns. Willingness to sacrifice. Willingness to sacrifice. Willingness. The Bible said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the message of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifice. That's where the sacrifice starts from. 
When your body is offered, praise God. But we are not uh, sacrificed. We are living beings. We are not living sacrifices. To our life, our life is not on the altar. All on the altar we have not laid. May grace come upon us. Number five, I'm closing the next two minutes. Knowledge of the benefit a life of obedience guarantees. Most of the time, when people are disobeying God because they don't know what is in obedience for them. Do you understand what I'm saying? They don't know. They don't know what is. When you know what is in obedience for you, nobody will exhort you. You don't need exhortation. Praise God. Yeah. Before I was a Christian, I was a pastor, I was first a Christian. There is never an occasion where I cheated God on my tithes. Praise God as a Christian. As a pastor, it's even gotten worse. I've decided I won't do 10% because 10% is basic. Praise God. A life of obedience guarantees amazing returns. We saw it. I like what uh, this scripture says, Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 12. To 13, New Living Translation. Please, let's look at that. Maybe that will help somebody tonight. He said, and now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? He requires only that you fear the Lord your God and do what? Live in a way that pleases what? Okay, and do what? Love him and do what? With all your heart and your soul. Verse 13, let's read it together. And you must always... For who's good? When you obey God, it's for God's advantage. <laughs> Praise God. So when you walk in disobedience, nobody loses hope. They say, young lady, don't have sex before you marry. You say, it's my body. It's my body. I can do whatever I want. Pastor, you don't know the way I'm feeling. Listen. <laughs> it's not about the way you're feeling, though. <laughs> Praise God. Obedience is always for your good. Somebody say, obedience is always for my good. And the greatest motivator or booster for obedience. Number six, unquenchable love for God. Somebody say, unquenchable love for God. I have never met a genuine lover of God who is not committed to God in obedience. Praise God. They will obey God even to the point of death. You remember Apostle Paul? He said, what shall separate me from the love of God? How many of you remember that? At a point, he was going to Jerusalem. A prophet told him, Paul, if you go there, they will kill you. Paul said, I don't mind. I'm already dead. For me to live is Christ, to die is gain. And my life is already offered. I love him too much. That losing my life doesn't matter. Praise God. I love him too much. May the love of God come alive in your heart. May the love of God be shed abroad in your heart. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. When you love God, no commandment is too much for you to obey. Praise God. When you love God, any man who claims to love you, but is struggling doing things, is fake. Praise God. Genuine love goes all out. John 15, 14, 15. John he said, if you really love me, you will keep, we will obey my commands. 23. 23. Please, get the communion set. Jesus answered, if a person really loves me, he will keep my word, obey my teaching. And my father will love him. Oh, I like this. And we will come to him and make our home abode, special dwelling place with him. Praise God. Listen, to be a lover of God is not a joke. Amen? That's why. When you are a genuine, certified lover of God, all things work together for your good. Why? Because God cannot be living with you and things are messing up. Praise God. When God, when you are genuinely in love, you become God's habitation. And when God becomes your habitation, all things are working together for your good. I pray that tonight as you partake of the communion, a new dimension of love will come into your heart. In the name of Jesus Grace to obey God at all times. Grace to obey God in all circumstances. 
Grace to obey God in everything. Receive that grace now. Open your mouth and begin to pray to God. Father, thank you that this is our portion and our birthright in this communion in Jesus' precious name. Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of other messages as well as books by Pastor Afuakwa, please call 020-422-5790 or 027-422-5790 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook and Twitter. You can also visit our website www.faithhousechapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our two English services, 6.30 to 8 a.m. fair service, 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. second service, and on Tuesdays for our word encounter service, 6 to 8 p.m. at our church auditorium on the top floor of Nana Ama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station Santa Serranabout, Kumase, Ghana. God richly bless you. In one word, one word.